the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Topics, so many topics, but there's only one opening segment. So I have choices to make, choices and choices. And yes, we're going to talk about Rittenhouse. We are going to talk about the dumbest, most corrupt, incompetent buffoon as he stammers through his uh, Hugo Chavez speech, this idiot that I guess 81 million dead, alive, existing, non-existing people put in office as the usurper in chief. We'll discuss that. But I have a problem, and you know I do. I read news right up until it, the show starts. When I saw this, I had to talk about it because I always, even in my old neighborhood, whenever I saw somebody who say they said, "Oh, you know, there's a tough guy, there's a guy," I had to point out that they were nothing but wannabe gangsters and fat, useless scumbags. Nothing sums that up better than Alderman Gilbert Viegas. Gilbert Viegas. Here's another one of the 50 thieves in Chicago that they call Alderman. Uh, he's a Northwest Side Alderman. Gilbert Viegas formally announced his candidacy for Congress in an opening uh, seat that was drawn up by the gerrymandered districts that the Democrat Mafia of Illinois managed to draw up. So this is going to go from the Northwest Side all the way to the Western suburbs. Illinois needs a proven fighter with courage and conviction to combat the rising costs of living. This is what they did. The reason that Illinois and little suburbs that pretend to be so erudites, they're such scholars. Where are they? Northbrook, Winnetka, all of it. This is why your property taxes are no longer an ad valorem system and you're paying for the corruption. This is what Democrat scum did to a once great state in a great area. So I remembered the name because I, I, I always I always whenever I read about a scam, I remember a name and that's exactly what happened. And it was the scam. My favorite scam, by the way, where Comad for decades was bribing Chicago aldermen, hiring their moron relatives and their moron constituents for phony jobs. Comad was paying whew, Tens of millions in extortion fees and pay-to-play schemes. Comad cuts ties with lobbying firm of prominent Chicago aldermen. Guess, guess which one? It's the, uh, the lobbying firm that was attached to Gilbert Villegas, or as he's known in Melrose Park, Villegas. It turns out that Commonwealth Edison cut ties with lobbying firm, co-owned by a top Chicago alderman. This is when all of the little investigations started, consulting group, 
And uh, he says that they had deals with um, with this lobbying firm before he uh, he took it over or became a partner. Who believes that? Who believes that? It turns out that Viegas was shaking down numerous, numerous companies, lobbying contracts starting at $60,000 per year to put Viegas and the rest of the Chicago mafia scum on the payroll for different favoritisms and rate increases that most of the constituents paid for and just thought they were victims of happenstance. What what could you do? It's just going up a little bit. Uh, It turns out that uh, under FBI subpoena, somehow he slipped through the fingers, which means, in old mafia terms, he's either a rat, which I like. Go ahead, tell on your friends. Or... There's even something more nefarious. He's agreed to continue to be some sort of an informant, or I guess you could say he was found just being slimy in a system that allows politicians to be lobbyists, you know, because the politicians are the one that makes the rules. He had other companies that he worked for. 21M Group, LLC, Primera Engineering, Patrick Engineering, AEG, and Feral Pell Construction. My company has contractual relationships with these companies. Since before I was elected to alderman. Oh, so, so he was an alderman. He was a lobbyist first. Then he, he became an alderman. I'm sure it didn't benefit those people who bribed him. I mean, hired him. This is what's considered normal in Chicago. So this, this lowlife wannabe gangster is going to run as congressman. Is there anybody out there that thinks he will not win? Let's open the lines now, Misty, because I find it very interesting. 312-642-5600. And I, has anybody heard of the Republican strategy to combat the Marxist mafia-run Illinois, where lobbyists become aldermen, they get in trouble, then they become congressmen? You have to almost respect how obvious and out front the corruption is, the pay-to-play scheme. And by the way, he's going to win. And when he wins... All of the billions and billions of dollars that have been created by this new phony bill, the one that is destroying the value of your dollar, creating the very raise in cost that these idiots pretend to run against, he'll be just in time to reap the rewards of a bill passed by an Illinois Republican by the name of Adam Kinzinger. So I don't have a hotline to the Illinois Republican Party, nor do I want one, because from what I can see, they're in on this fraud and then this scam. Otherwise they would be already challenging this idiot. They would already be putting up people in very key districts that they seem to abandon. They just walk away. What are you going to do? Throw your hands up. And there are still people out there who get mad at me when I use the phrase run the high ground. I use that phrase because when this guy made his announcement, the reporters, the talking mannequins, the investigative reporters, you know the ones, like Andy Shaw, whose daughter went to work for Barack Obama out of college. They would be telling you what I'm telling you. It would be the lead on the evening news, on the afternoon news. The idea that this fraud has the audacity to show his face, let alone make a speech, as if he's going to, to, to help. You're, you're, you're here to help? Haven't you harmed the small fraction of good people still left in a state That is nothing more than a cash station for political corruption. So obvious that this story would have been buried 
had I not remembered the name of a scumbag. That's the that's just the fact. So when you hear all the campaign talk and you see fired up on Flannery, where that moron with his penciled in beard gives a platform for this spin doctor, propagandist, lobbyist, political pimp and whore to come out and say how he's going to save the people. At least there'll be some of us that know what exactly is happening. The problem is this isn't uncommon. This is not uncommon. Because in Illinois, it is legal for politicians to be lobbyists. It is not uncommon for Republicans to throw fundraisers for Democrats, prominent Democrats. You know why? Because they want a little of that sprinkle the infield money when that funny money comes in. That's why. So I think it's time that the good people, if there are any left, aside from the few listeners we have in the state, to stand up and reject this openly and often because you will be inundated for the next year. You do realize what's coming right after Thanksgiving and these gangsters who, by the way, they're not affected by any of that inflation from the aldermen to the connected gangsters. They have the gas cards. They got the phony ghost jobs. They got the BS pensions. They don't give a rip about inflation because they know all they have to do is continue to tap that system that the good people of Illinois, for some reason, can't push back against. And that reason, to me, is the Illinois Republican Party. So I, I do understand that there are some people out there that are running for office, and there are some people that are trying to change things. Does anybody know what the plan is? Because this, this redistricting, I don't even hear a pushback. What's the pushback? That's why when I endorsed Ray Bine for governor, because I, I know him, I think he's the kind of person that could change it because this is something that good people do not tolerate. And you're going to need somebody good to push back against something that is commonplace as a lobbyist caught in a scandal of one of the largest pay-to-play schemes in American history. Instead of going to prison, wants to go to Washington to vote on more money to fund more scams. 312 642 a lot of guys got punched in the face to this song. Love it. Misty, I want you to keep one line open for anybody from the Illinois GOP. Because I don't know Don Tracy. I understand he's, he's somewhat new, but he, I'm less than impressed. Less than impressed. I went on their uh, website during the break. Turns out in the second quarter, they raised $459,775. What the hell are you doing with it, boys? What are you doing with it? You little time at the crazy horse? What the hell are you doing? Then he has the audacity to release a, a statement. I made it clear from the beginning that raising the necessary funds to combat the entrenched and corrupt Democrat machine would be one of my main objectives. It's the same spiel. You don't have anybody you're going to throw up? You don't have any rebuttal to this? What the hell are you doing? You busy? Because I showed 14 houses today. Showed 14 houses, checked on the skin cream company, tried to work the website, new development with that. We're having a special, all kinds of things. I did all that. Then I'm doing a radio show. What are you doing, dummy? Because I don't think you people do a damn thing except use the people's desperation and frustration to put money somewhere. Something tells me there's a country club involved. Maybe a luncheon. 
Perhaps, I don't know, though. I took a look at the Illinois Republicans. I'm guessing strip joints aren't your thing. 312-642-5600. Jim in Chicago. Uh, yeah, hi, Sean. How are you? Okay. I, I'm just thinking about the two parties. It's like two baseball teams, Republicans and Democrats. And uh, it's going to be that way until, uh, you know, we fall into the sun. And uh, the Same idea bank. that uh, one party, they all need big money to run for office. It, it, it's always going to be big money, and that's never going to end. Anyway, go have a good afternoon. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> Poor Jim is very frustrated. That's what it feels like to not be in the scam and live in a sewer of corruption where nobody is trying to change things. See, they should be on the news. They should be giving editorials where the first thing they're going to do, the very first thing. Here, let's start here. Let me help Don Tracy. No longer will a politician be allowed to be a lobbyist. Let's start there. You know, if you're done, how'd you shoot today, Don? Oh, no, it's cold by you. I'm sure you're probably not even there. I'd still like to know how he shot today because they're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. Then the other thing is, who are the young bucks you're running up against these wannabe mafia figures like Viegas? Take a look at this Hamburglar. Run a good kid. Uh, What was the kid's name, Bunny, that we interviewed? And I'm I'm ashamed I don't remember it. He's uh, running uh, for Congress. I wonder if the Illinois Republicans are supporting him. He's running against Schneider. Joe is his first name. Good looking kid. Nice kid from the northwest side. I can't believe I forgot his last name, but we'll get to him. Is, is the GOP helping him? Or how about the girl um, from Mount Greenwood that's running? GOP helping them? Or are they just trying to figure out how to get more licensing control for pot sales and video games? You frauds. Please go foot tap in a bathroom somewhere. Tom and Elgin. Hi, Tom. I think I scared Tom. All right, Tom, you're gone. Reggie, Wisconsin. Hey, Sean. Yes, buddy. Sean, Reggie, Wisconsin. Hey, first I want to say that uh, I'm calling Uncle Tom because I love Uncle Sam. Okay? I want to say this. I'm looking at these, giving these people 450000 whatever amount of money for coming over here illegally. If anybody had an argument about that, it would be these knuckleheads who always claim about slavery, about giving you giving our money to these people that when the, I mean, this is ridiculous. Reggie, you know, can I help black you? Black people are letting this go along with this. If anybody had an argument, it would be us. But you want to complain about slavery, but you don't want to do nothing to help your own people. You just want to support these demons. Reggie, can I can I help you with something? And I mean this. When you are called okay. that, so I'm assuming obviously you're black. When you are called this by fellow black communists, by fellow black Marxists, by fellow blacks who support the very corruption I just explained in the opening segment. See, for a hundred years, these Chicago gangsters of all races have been in the position of political power, and they have been pimping out the constituents as useful idiots. So when you're called a slanderous name, wear it as a badge of honor. Because when a scumbag insults you, that means you're a great person. You can't judge a man by his friends because people are con artists, but you can judge a man by his enemies. So when Marxists and communists and morons are your enemies, you're a good son of a gun. And that's how I'm going to rate you in my book. Okay, Reggie? Thank you for calling the show and thank you for listening. Nancy Crestville. Hi, Sean. Oh, I love your show. Oh, thank you. Um, I love it. Thank you. I'm from Joliet. Um, and I'm so sick of what's going on in this state. My head is spinning. 
you don't know what to do anymore. I have no representation, no one to talk to or call or complain to. And the big thing is when I go to vote, there's so many positions with no Republican there. None at all. That's, that's, the, that's how you know they don't give a rip. And I'm dead serious right. about that. They don't even have the common courtesy for the people who are abused, for the people who have been enslaved by the Democrat c- corruption, to even try and help them. This is why, Nancy, you want to no. know something? And I mean this. Don't waste your day. If they're not going to step to, don't waste your day or your energy on Illinois anymore. You have to live there, and so does 90% of my family. But that doesn't mean mm-hmm. you cannot support a good man, a good Republican. Find your favorite and support that man. Because the idea that the good people of Illinois have given the Illinois Republican Party money every quarter, mm-hmm. every quarter for help, and they just keep it and do nothing, you, you know how you punish exactly. them. Stop giving them the money. Here's the other thing. Maybe not all that money, maybe not all of that money is to actually put up a fight. Maybe some of that money is from corporatist scum who just wants some handouts once the government cheese comes in. That might be from companies and well-connected wannabe gangsters who just want some free handouts. See, that's the political system we have in this country. And the reason is we let the pirates make the rules. I think it's time we start making Mm -hmm. rules. Thank you very much, Nancy. Appreciate the call very much. Joe in Dundee. Hey, Joe. John. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, your words are devastating. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's just, uh, wow. Um, the reason I called in is that uh, the uh, flight attendants at American Airlines just told Doug Parker to take his triple time and stick it where the sun don't shine. <laughs> right. Almost like a rhyme. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, you know. Well, well, this is good news. But if, uh, Joe, here's the other thing, and I appreciate it. If we're depending on the uh, union, flight attendant union, to come to our rescue, we've already got bigger problems. I still, I can't get used to calling them that. I still call them stewardesses. And by the way, they don't like it when you call them stewardesses. I don't recommend that for anybody. But what I do recommend is that people who are pushing back against the Marxist mafia corruption, the kind that would elect the butter-handed buffoon, the trust fund baby who's never done or ran anything as a governor. And it looks like he's going to win <laughs> until he just gets tired, which should have been like right after he won in perpetuity. The reason that this is we're in this position isn't strictly because of the Democrat stronghold. It's because there is no pushback against it by the people who are supposed to by the people who take the money of the victims and give them a spiel where every time they tell them, I know we got to do back. It's a, it's a machine here. Here's the very words. These funds will be used to implement as much needed ballot integrity programs, conduct volunteer training, deploy campaign technology and buy advertising. Well, where is any of it? Don, did he call Misty? Anybody call from the Illinois GOP? No, they're busy. They're busy. They're cooking the books. One giant scam. Maybe they're doling out some of that, marijuana dispensary because i hear that the sales in illinois for the dope and for the gambling of the sam giancana economic plan that's going to save that sewer i hear that it's doing real real well so brady i think he stepped aside right well he didn't need the money his wife had what 16 video game parlors this is an outright shame and it's open and notorious
So when the GOP from Illinois calls you, you do me a favor. You tell them go scratch and hang the phone up. Until they produce, you give them the Michael Corleone. My offer to you is nothing. We'll be back after this. Love the talking heads. Man, oh man, that's what, you know, going back in time. I mean, I guess that this stuff was just underground. That's the beauty of the current climate. All you have to do is research just a little. You got a guy that's going to be a congressman, riddled in scandal his entire career, where he not only managed to gain 40 pounds of fat, he managed to set up and scheme a system of corruption that's legendary. Verlon, Southside. So you mean to tell me you're not going to go to the fundraiser this month on the 27th uh, in Rosemont and help support the Cook County Republican Party? <laughs> no, I'm not going to that. You know who my uh, my commissioner is? That buffoon from my neighborhood oh. with the squirrel on his head, Pete Silvestri, the parallel parking champion of the Forest Preserve, who unanimously voted on the bill to have, um, I believe it's, it's, it's the LGBTQ or the official transgender day that turned into a week of Thanksgiving, November 20th. You think I'm going to go support that buffoon? Uh-huh. Please. No. Not to mention, I, I don't like when people stare won't. at me. What's that? I said, I know you won't. No. Hey, I took a... I took a dig at him. We had him on the show like three weeks ago. Not him, but the guy that was doing the fundraiser. I took a dig at him. I said, I'm going to channel my inner dad pop and ask you a question. Are there really any Republicans left in Cook County? I think he kind of got him. Instead of, instead of asking, said, for, here's, here's another question. Instead of asking for more money, what the hell did you do with the money you already raised? Where's the money? What good is it to give you money? Because what you've produced is absolutely nothing. Or Gatsangul, as it's known in my neighborhood. Absolutely nothing. It's a disgrace. They should be ashamed of themselves. And if they're not going to come out, revamp, get everybody new. And what's the plan, Stan? You got a new one? Because your old one sucks. Unless, of course, you count the just being in control of all the pot licensing and all the uh, video games. Maybe that's the plan. Makes sense. I wonder what's next. You think it'll be whorehouses? We got drugs and gambling. Why not whorehouses? And we go full Sam G and Con. I like it. Thanks for the call, Verlan. I won't see you there. I'm not going. But maybe James Martyr's got some answers. He's a candidate for Congressional 14th District. Hi, James. Hey. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Uh, good right. to be on with you again. Um, I'm also a Kendall County Republican chairman, so I've been inside the swamp here in the GOP in Illinois for a few years. So give us a little insight. Give us a little insight. They get a, they, there's hundreds of thousands of dollars. Then the federal government gives them money. Is that correct? Um, so the Illinois GOP uh, uh, raises money, you know, on its own, but it also gets, a, I think, a certain share that comes from the RNC, and the the state central committee controls that. But the rest of us, 102, and as you alluded to, you've got one in Cook County. We've got 102 counties. We're all pretty autonomous organizations, uh, some with a lot more resources than others, um, and some, uh, you know, a lot more Republican than others. So, 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 so do they contact, let's say you, you're, run, you're running, so this you're the perfect person, you've, yeah. you've ran before. 
So you run yeah. for office. Does the Illinois GOP call you up and say, listen, we know that uh, signage is going to be $3,000. We're going to help you with signage. We know that uh, calls to your constituents is going to be $3,000. We'll help you with that. We know that you're going to maybe want to run commercials. Give us your plan. And if we agree, we're going to help you with that. Do they do any of that for the people who say I'm running? No, no. I mean, it, it's going to depend. So, so, like, when it's in my county, if someone, if I find out someone's running in my county, I reach out to them, I set up a meeting with them, and we try to talk about all that kind of stuff. Um, if you're talking about some of these bigger races, it depends on how much money you're bringing to the to the table and how big of a check you're writing or how big of other people you already have lined up writing the check. And then they might talk to you. Otherwise, um, I can tell you specifically they've left – candidates that became the Republican nominee in a congressional district basically left high and dry with no help at all. So So that also explains how seven foot is stupid, the useless and the incompetent, married to a less than handsome woman named Bruce Rauner, Rauner, as he's known among the normal people, Bruce Rauner became governor because he brought a big fat check. Let's call it a Pritzker check, right? Yep, yep. And then here's how I think it works, James. Maybe you could help me because, you know, I'm, I'm a novice. I'm just stupid. I think the way that it works is that they handpick the most connected corporatist scum and they cultivate him and work with him to tell him how to sell himself to good people that normally would throw him off of the step if they had any idea of the real corruption in the Republican Party so that they've now cultivated a cabal of corporatists that they get to raise money and get money from the federal government, that they can take each other golfing the whole time, really not working on issues that help the people, but working on controlling former licensing and future licensing, like the pot dispensaries and the video games. Do you think maybe I'm on to something? I think maybe you're on to something, Sean. Right. Good. Good. I just you know, you know, it's, it's uh, one of the things I tell people a lot now these days is like, after being in, in the inside, so to speak, if you can call me an insider, uh, working hard for six years. And there's a lot of us that are out here that are trying to take it back. It's a, it's a long process. We got to get precinct committeemen elected to take over our party and, 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 and write and, you know, turn it right. But, um, you know, I've gotten more disgusted by what I found out as, and I'm not talking about the Democrats here, right? I'm talking about within our own party, how this works. And we're out here trying to change it. And, uh, you know, that, that's why I tell people sports candidate, um, we need all the help you can get. Um, we got to fix the party, but that's that's a that's a big problem. And yeah. people got to get involved. If so you're running for Congress. How's your race looking? At the moment, I, I am uh, pretty much the only one that's announced and raising money against uh, Lauren Underwood in the 14th. Uh, there was uh, a couple of multi-candidate uh Folks, in the 16th, I switched to the 14th, and right now um, there is there's uh, my, myself and Lauren Underwood uh, going head to head right now. We'll see what happens. Um, see what happens. Boy, it would be a shame if, if you lost to somebody who doesn't even have an Illinois license. That'd be a shame. But now, uh, maybe you could explain yeah. to me too. Isn't it true that the the parties, as they are, the DNC and the GOP, you don't really get on the committees? Let's say you win. James Martyr is the new congressman. Now, your expertise, you're, you were a doctor, correct? 
No, no, I'm a software well, consultant. Oh, you're a software. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I apologize. Um, so you're a software consultant. So your committee experience or your experience in the private sector, when you go to a committee, they're obviously going to have you on everything from cybersecurity committees to national security committees and everything you've been qualified for through your expertise in software. Isn't that how it works? Or will you have to give them hundreds of thousands of dollars to get on committees? Yeah, look, I actually don't know much of that, but I, I believe that uh, committee assignments are going to be selected for you by uh, the powers that be. And, well, let me and, give you a little heads up. I wasn't asking yeah. you a question I didn't know the answer to. you got to buy those positions. That's how you get them. That's why they have congressmen who spend the bulk of their time raising and shaking down and corrupting capitalism. So they can spread a little of that federal welfare back door back to companies, and they have to raise that money because they have to buy those committees from the very corrupted system we call a, a, a body politic in America. It's really a disgrace. Yeah. So I think you should run against the system itself because, um, quite honestly, in, in this Democrat mafia hub, you are going to have a hell of a time beating an incompetent child who doesn't have a license from the state. But I wish you the best of luck. Where can the people go to support you? Uh, Martyr for Congress uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and, and on the web, martyrforcongress.us. Thank you. I appreciate you coming on. We will be, I already did, I asked him where to help him out, martyrforcongress.us, in case you didn't get it. We will uh, take the rest of your calls after Misty Callahan stops talking in my ear and we go to commercial. All of it is avoidable. All of it. We are the victims of political incompetence, political corruption, and the people who cause it, people who profit from it, the people who create it, never really pay it. I think what really aggravates me about the scenario, the situation we have here is that we're dealing with politicians that don't buy things. We buy their gas. They don't earn anything. Their money is free. They don't work for it, is what I mean by free. They raise it. They become worth millions and millions of dollars. Well, we, unfortunately, have to wallow through the chaos they create. When we talk about inflation, we talk about property taxes, we talk about the destructive erosion of wealth of the citizen. None of it has to exist without political corruption and political incompetence. It's really that simple. So to talk about inflation, it has a certain misconception that it is happenstance or that it is cyclical. It is not. It is created by both poor currency and money management and very, very bad regulatory or political tax creation. That's what did it. So when we were talking, when Trump was in office, the idea that the government would arbitrarily shut down the economy. It was something that I had a hard time even thinking could happen. Because in America, they were not to have this power. We had a system that they bastardized over 245 years. To where the way in which they created it in the past was through political decisions, normal political channels. We have almost a triple witching problem going on. We've got the idiots that hampered the economy prior to COVID. We've got the unbelievable concept that these 
buffoons shut down the economy and tried to then mimic the velocity of an economy by printing money. Those are three choices that you you can't fathom were made in the year 2020. And now we're in 2021. And of course, the ramifications of this stupidity, of this incompetence, are coming home to roost. So to hear these idiots, these idiots talk about things that they've never even worked in. These children who have these jobs, not because they're the best at anything, but because of their sexual proclivity or their genitalia or their happenstance of race tells you it's not going to be fixed for a very long time. Mika Brzezinski had on Cindy Lou Who's twin brother, Pete Buttigieg, who never did anything except screw up a town. Mr. Secretary, Pete, uh, what then is the explanation for the labor shortage? Why are people not going back to work? Why are we seeing, I mean, countless businesses without employees that want to come to work? So the labor participation is minuscule. Massive entitlements and welfare growth is parabolic. People can't get employees. Everyone knows it. So that goes on in the morning. And listen to what diapers read in the afternoon. And today I'm here to talk about one of the most pressing economic concerns of the American people. And it's real. And that is getting prices down, number one. Number two, making sure our stores are fully stocked. And number three, getting a lot of people back to work while tracking and tackling these two above challenges I mentioned. Today's economic report showing unemployment continued to fall, but consumer prices remain too high. The unemployment continues to fall because they're frauding the numbers. It is a trick. It is a lie. It is a fraud. And we're living in the reality. And the politicians who are living in Caligula for sexual deviance and nerds are trying to give an explanation to why you will continue to wallow in this. And when you hear them, you realize how in the world did these children get in this position? Yeah, look, this issue is real. Uh, talk to, uh, you know, certainly any small business owner, and we're seeing it a lot in the transportation sector. Uh, for example, <clears throat> when you see those, uh, uh, those ships uh, that are at anchor in the port, some of those is- issues actually might have to do with the, the availability of truckers a thousand miles inland. Now, there are a lot of things contributing right. to this. One of them is child care, of course, which is why the president... Child care? You fracking idiot! Child care? How many truckers... I can't go on air out. I, I, I got I got child care. Is there one? Is there one trucker that ever said I can't go on a route? My wife, we can't uh, put our kid into child care. It's terrible, and uh, we're just going to have to boycott. You moron! I don't know who's dumber, this one or the idiots that voted Democrat in November. But to me, you're the reason we're in this pickle. Scumbags, morons, corrupt bastards that you are. We're just the victims of it. So we're going to have to fix it. We'll discuss that and more when we get back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. 
He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so I'm going to probably have to put a shirt on and stop dancing, huh, girls? I think so. All right. So, um, something, I, by the way, John and David, I'm going to get to you. Just hang on a minute, okay? The reason that the government and these political morons, these corrupt whores and pimps, are freaking out is because inflation, they, don't, they, they can't get a handle on. The way in which they're even, the numbers that they're nervous about, they're frauded numbers. The CPI, most people don't talk about this doesn't include major costs. For instance, it says it includes medical costs. What they mean by that is the cost of the actual simple visit to the doctor. Here's what it does not include. It does not include insurance costs. So it's open enrollment now for you people that uh, have to go through open enrollment. So I had to go through open enrollment. My insurance premium jumped $381. So now we're at just under $2,600 a month. That's not in the consumer price index. What's in the basket of goods, it's basic foods and beverages. And it's simple things, cereal, milk, coffee. It includes some household costs. It actually includes, listen to how scammy this is. Bedroom furniture, apparel, transportation, and... uh, Recreational expenses. It includes toys. That's why you're seeing toy manufacturers on. That's why it's a big deal because the supply chain is screwed up because of a major mistake in shutting down the economy. And your port system is controlled by the labor extortion mafia of unions. That's the real reason. And the mafia of the port unions will only deal with the mafia of the trucker unions. And they don't really want to do any work. Sorry, boys, just the way it goes. You'll have to forgive me, though. I worked with you guys. I know how it goes. And then California has some really insane laws. Insane laws, electric trucks, trucks have to be a certain age. So there's a bunch of trucks, thousands. By the way, not a one of them concerned about daycare. Okay, Pete Buttigieg, you and your husband are. Boy, there's a sentence I never thought I'd say. But anyway, this is all part of it. So they've got a system where they can fraud numbers. That's why when you're talking about unemployment, the reason they get away or they can even speak like this is because they took the unemployment numbers, they broke it. This is Bill Clinton when he wasn't molesting an intern. Broke it into six categories. You're getting what's called the U3. They don't ever want you to look at the U6. So there's, you're getting numbers from frauds and scammers and gypsies. This is who you're dealing with. So they're nervous right now because they cannot even fraud the system to, to where it's palatable for even Democrats. What their goal is, is to give them more free cheese and hope it buys complacency. But we're in the beginning of this. And the reason I'm so amped up and so worked up about it is because it could stop tomorrow if you changed policies. Everything from pumping the lifeblood of, of our existence itself in oil to everything from taking off or suspending taxes and regulations. 
to get things back to normal. But I have been an advocate since the beginning of you can never shut down an economy. It is not a light switch. It is not a business. It is something that operates on a level that is larger than a politician can comprehend. But through their wrongful actions, they can destroy, which is why blue states are always more expensive for the people who live in them than red states. They run more efficiently because the simple fact is the people who tend to vote red are actual assets to the country instead of liabilities. Now, that's a sentence everyone's afraid of, but that is the absolute fact. And to prove it to you, we have a communist, a Marxist, an admitted Marxist, a Chinese communist who's up for the Treasury. She was doing a Zoom meeting. I just want you to hear this. By the way, her name is, is uh, Soli Amarova, I think, who gives a rip. She's a Chinese communist that the Democrat Marxist mafia has put several of these communists in very key positions. For certain uh, troubled industries and firms that are in transitioning. And here what I'm thinking about is primarily coal industry and oil and gas industry. A lot of the smaller players in that industry are uh, going to probably uh, go bankrupt in, in, in short order. At least we want them to go bankrupt if we want to tackle climate change, right? So we want them to go bankrupt to tackle climate change. They know that these policies, their political decisions are going to bankrupt people in the industry, the, the blood of our nation, coal and oil, which is okay if you live where I live. For instance, I have shorts on right now. I'm tan as a son of a gun, too. See, so for me, it doesn't matter. It gets chilly here at night. I think it was down to 72 last night. But for people in Illinois, oh, that's going to suck. Oh, but it is. But that's okay. You're Democrats. So put mustard on it and eat it. David Bensonville. Well, I'm wondering how you deal with Trump, um, given what he did to the, you know, shut, the shutdown. I know I, I, I voted for him, even though I you know, didn't think he was the right answer. I mean, but, but Biden certainly is far worse. How do you, do you forgive Trump for doing that? Or how, how do you deal with that? So I've, I, I don't know how long you've listened, but I, I used to fill in. I used to fill in when, when Steve Cortez, who I, who I really like, who worked for Trump. And I would have these conversations very early on, thinking that if anybody could resist the political pressure, it would have been Trump. You have to understand, I, I agree with you, by the way. He should have never shut it down. And I, I, I had the utmost optimism he would not. But you do remember what took place during that time. And the insane, wrong-headed advice he was getting because, unfortunately, Trump has done some great things for the economy. And you, you, will, you will admit what he did on taxes, what he did on re regulations, his foreign affairs stance. You know, arguably, you could say that, that he's the greatest president since Ronald Reagan. And you could point out that in some instances, in some areas, he was, okay, you know, he, he achieved things no one thought, in particular foreign affairs. But what he did with the salt tax was ingenious. Make the Democrats pay instead of backdoor subsidizing them. What he did with the removal of the regulations was fantastic. He actually brought forward a vote to rip out Obamacare, and we were screwed by John McCain. So he did far better. But you're right. He should not have shut down the economy. But I don't think that he understood that it could not be turned back on. I don't think anybody did in power.
So forgive is a different thing. I, you know, I have no relationship. To me, I think our problem is we adopt these guys like they're our family members. That, that's not the case. You're supposed to do what's within the purview of your job, and that's simple. I think he was a great president who made a terrible, terrible mistake. The problem is he also opened the door for scum that we're dealing with now to really overthrow capitalism and an American economy the way we knew it. Because that, that clip I played, David, that, that's one communist that we know of in the Treasury, and she's going to get in. How many got in the EPA? How many got in OSHA? How many got in these bureaucracies of tyranny where their, their regulations are really laws that we have no idea? So I think it was a terrible mistake. And in hindsight, I think he would, I think he would not make the same mistake. But it will all be done when we're old and hopefully not broke. Thank you, David. Appreciate the call. Hope that answered it. John in Palatine. Hey, Sean. Uh, you know, I still don't think you can fill out the parachute pants like Cortez can. But no. uh, you, you, you haven't anyway. seen me from the waist down. It's 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 something to behold. <laughs> but go ahead. There you, there you, hey, two things. Uh, two things I'd like you to comment on. Number one, I don't know how in the world diapers thinks that spending gazillions of dollars is actually going to reduce inflation. When I mean, it's the de- finish that nephew. sentence. Finish that sentence, Sean. When it is the definition of inflation. They are literally <laughs> doing the definition yeah. of inflation. Telling of their inflation. constituents it'll help. Yeah, printing more money and, and and just making everything worthless is going to reduce inflation. But then the other thing is he 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 kills the the pipeline and then starts buying, he okays the pipeline for the Ukraine, and now he wants to kill another pipeline. And then when they ask Bozo Granholm uh, how, to, uh, how to reduce gas prices, uh, she, 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 she starts laughing. So yeah. what, what the heck? Why don't uh, some of the Republicans get in there and, and just rip these scum out of office or their policies? John, because Granholm is so heavily, was heavily invested in alternative energy, green alternatives. She's making a fortune. And the Republicans, rather than being disgusted and upset about it, just want in on the scam. That's your answer that I could give you. As far as as why Joe Biden enriched Ukrainian oil businesses and natural gas, I think it's because he profited. I think it's because he's corrupt. And I think it's because he wants to hamper Illinois and make or, or Illinois, <laughs> the you know, same thing, you, the United States and make it suffer <laughs> and make it last. These are people that believe in order to get to their vision of utopia. It isn't going to come by providing opportunity and actual growth. It's going to come by providing restraint and extortion. They know full well what they want doing. to make this a communist nation again. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it, again. And, and John, they know full well that these bills and their platform will bankrupt America. And they're very comfortable with it. Thank you, John, for the call. I had to go to break. I went long. Bill, Tom, the rest of you, I will take you when I get back. All right, so I was just reminded by the lovely duo, Bonnie and Misty, that we are going to be preempted by subsidized children in tights chasing balls. And we will only be on the live stream. And I believe you can go to uh, 560theanswer.com, Sean Thompson Show. I'm on YouTube. Yeah, sure, YouTube. And I think we even have uh, 
the uh, Facebook, or as it's known in my neighborhood, is Ashan. We had somewhere on there. Uh, we got a lot of stuff going on. Bill, Payless Heights. Hey, Sean. Thanks for hey, taking buddy. my call today. Anytime. I just wanted to add uh, my two cents into this uh, inflation conversation. Uh, I own a company that manufactures uh, packaging for food and beverage companies that you know generally sell into the Walmarts of the world. And uh, what I'm seeing is we, we, our raw materials in our industry don't move 3 4% a year, and it's been like that for a decade. And then this year, it's moving about 20%. So we're passing that pricing along to our customers. And the pushback we're hearing is that, hey, you can't raise my prices because I'm, I'm in contract pricing with, with, let's just say, Walmart for this conversation. Sure. And, uh, and so they're, they're locked in. So I believe, you know, come next quarter, when all this pricing gets reset, we're really going to see this uh, inflation start steamrolling in uh, when that really gets pushed through. And it's, it's inevitable. It's, it's happening. Uh, our industries are not absorbing these price increases. It's got to get passed along to the consumer, as will all of this. And I just think that that's, that's what's coming around the corner. And uh, we're, seeing, we're already seeing it right now, 6 7 8% uh, year-over-year inflation. And I really think that uh, this is going to be what we're going to see next year, that this is just the tip of the iceberg. Bill, I have another, I have a, I have another idea, too, of what's happening, and there, no one's talking about it. The way in which the guy who's contracted in is offsetting the loss is through debt. So he's taking debt. He may be doing everything from credit lines to you don't know what. You're already seeing a, a, a uh, delinquency in debt payments that no one is referring to. Right now, we've got, I mean, you've got the perfect storm, and it's, it, it all could have been avoided, Bill. This is the part that drives me insane. Whatever happens, and I think it's going to be, you know, I think, listen, when these people are in charge, they destroy everything. I think it's going to be terrible. All could have been avoided, and I will never let that go. Because to me, Bill, this is something that you had a chance to change, to, to not go through this a year ago this month. And it's a tragedy to me. What do you think? Uh I 100% agree. Uh, yeah, this is, well, so much of this is self-inflicted, and uh, you know we're just we're walking ourselves right down into this. So, and, Bill, uh, if we're going to go the way of Venezuela, at least come down here with me, and we could have the food and the tan. What do you say? All right, I like it. You know who to contact. Liberty Real Estate Services. Tom in Blue Island. Always fit one in. Hey, Sean. Uh, Sean, I frosted all day after that guy that you hung up on last night calling Liz Cheney a patriot. <laughs> no, Liz and Cheney I've been thinking and, about it all day. And Adam Kinzinger. He's from Northbrook. And I, yeah, we yeah. expect. We and expect. I get sideways. Uh, sideways ain't the right word. I, th- I think of all the conversations that you host. Uh, I, I regret that I, because I didn't serve either, and I regret right out of high school that I didn't go and serve for four years because I have so many friends that did, and I see the camaraderie they have. And I know that feeling that they have from being around them. And for that guy to call Liz Cheney a patriot, and, and he called more directed at me than you, Sean. He called us uh, the, the Kool-Aid drinkers, you know, referencing to Jim Jones from 1977. Well, I didn't live and die with Trump. And I agree with you about the shutting down the economy. Mm-hmm. The only way I would, the only way that I disagree would go a little off that is, had he not done exactly what Fauci said every death that there was they would have blamed on him he was put in a, in a no win situation getting, yeah at least we stopped getting a death count let's focus on the other thing here's right. this is what I want to tell you I, I, I don't care about his name but I remember the call but here's, here's what those guys are and I discovered this decades ago these are the Fabians 
who pretend to be capitalists, who pretend to be conservative, the whole time having contempt for anyone that didn't go to their schools, wasn't in their little private fraternities, and isn't related to them. Those are the those people to me are as bad, if not worse, than the collectivist, Marxist, corrupt bastards we call Democrats, because these people are the ones who just want who who look at people and call them idiots and just want them to support them. And when they get they get in the car, they laugh. They go home with their unattractive wife, and as they wait for their Viagra to kick in, they have the conversation of, "Did you see how stupid Mike and Betty are?" Did you see how stupid they are? I hope the kids aren't stupid. Boy, are those kids. Those are the rats that pretend to be Republicans. And they're known as Illinois Republicans, and a lot of them live in North yeah. Thank you very much, Tom. You know, I appreciate the call. All right, Manny, Chris, and Todd, here's the deal. I'm going to be streaming live. I got a guest coming up. I don't have time. I want to take each and every one of your calls. I mean it. They're all good. So please call back after 6. Um, I'm going to have a guest. We're going to take calls. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Until then, listen to Tom Beck and the news. I'm afraid of America. I'm afraid of the world. I'm afraid no of the world. a very serious guest. I want to think ill of us with that music choice. When it comes to the position of our arguments, they're based in reason, fact, history, statistics, and truth. We are not selling utopia with witchcraft and lies like our opponents. So when it comes to talking about something like the Kyle Rittenhouse case, I wanted to bring on somebody I respect, and that's an understatement. He's not only a trained economist. He's an author of books such as More Guns, Less Crime. He's also the president of Crime Prevention Research Center. And as a hobby, he watches law cases all the time. His name is John Lott. You know him. And I'm proud to have him on. I can imagine how busy you are. I want to thank you for joining me, John. Oh, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I mean, also, I was uh, chief economist for the U.S. Sentencing Commission, so I saw literally thousands of uh, criminal trials. And uh, more recently, I was uh, a senior advisor for research and statistics in the Department of Justice. So anyway... Uh, so we're watching uh, the trial, right? I'm watching right. this trial. And it's, it's heart-wrenching. Because, you know, number one, he's, he's clearly a kid, clearly had the best intentions. I came to a conclusion very, very early on. To me, it was, a, it was a terrible circumstance for him to, to be there, but he's there, and he was clearly in danger. So to me, I made my mind up. I also realize that the political climate right now, truth and American law as a shield, doesn't exist anymore. Um, what do you think is going on with this case, and what are the pros and what are the cons? You know, I mean, I agree with you. Uh, look, uh, we have what amounts to mob justice right now. Uh, he was charged within, I guess, like 48 hours of the events happening. Uh, in a complicated case like this, or what could have been a complicated case, uh, you know, it should have taken much, much longer to investigate possible self-defense justifications that he would have. Uh, they hadn't even talked to him at that point. And, um, you know, it's... But, obviously, there was a political cry out there to go and bring charges against him, uh, just as there was a political cry for the riots. I mean, it turns out that the police were... In t that, that what started the riot in Kenosha was uh, a shooting by police of a man uh, who, had, who was black, 
and who had uh, apparently been extremely violent to a woman who had called 911. He had disobeyed orders, direct orders from the police, and gone and reached for a knife at what point he was shot by the police. But, you know, obviously uh, the initial media coverage there blamed the police, just as the media coverage continually in the Kyle Rittenhouse case has uh, has blamed uh, Rittenhouse. I mean, it's amazing to me. I mean, I've been watching the, the trial, too. And uh, the huge, massive disconnect between what you see occurring in the courtroom, the testimony there, and what you see on the national news. Uh, you know, the national news has pretty much convicted Kyle of uh, unjustifiably shooting the individuals. But anybody who's watched the trial would see that the star witness uh, that the prosecution had, the one person who had been shot who didn't die of the three who were shot, admitted uh, on the stand that he had aggressively gone after Kyle, had pointed a gun at him at, like, range of three feet at his head, and uh, it was only at that point that Kyle uh, fired a shot at him that when he had his hands raised beforehand, Kyle didn't view him as a threat and didn't point his gun at him. It was only when he moved closer and pointed his gun directly at Kyle's head that he acted defensively. Perfectly justifiable in that case. I mean, the guy had been chasing him. Uh, another one of the individuals who was shot but killed in that case had been beating Kyle with a skateboard. Uh, and another person uh, was also very extremely threatening who had a gun. And so, you know, you read this, and yet you, you, you listen to the trial, and yet you read the stories there, and they make it sound as if he was unprovoked, that he instigated the violence that was there. I mean, here you have a guy who, who when he was first accosted, ran away, tried to get away from uh, the people who were there. They pursued him. Uh, and harmed him in many ways. Uh, you know, it was bizarre listening to um, the, the testimony of the, the one person who survived the attack because he testified about the guy who was beating Kyle with the skateboard, saying that he was very concerned that Kyle was going to be, um, you know, badly damaged, that he was going to suffer a concussion or brain damage from the hits that the guy with the skateboard was trying to do. You know, that's that was the star witness for the prosecution saying yeah. that. So imagine what it's like for people living in a city, in a state, where we have a new thing called mutual combat, where we have yeah, prosecutors right. that <laughs> refuse to prosecute on video, gang-banging scum, opening up fire indiscriminately into public. They get to walk. We're on our 50th. Yep of released for COVID felons who have now gone on to murder somebody. 50. An average weekend, the under-over is 50 for how many people are shot. Crime is through the roof. So you've not only politicized guilty, you prosecute who you want. You are letting murderers go because of their race and their voting history. So uh, what the hell is going on, John Lott Jr.? Well, I mean, it's pretty simple. Uh, if you want to have more crime, you make it so it's not risky for criminals to go and commit crime. You make it so you don't arrest them to begin with. And there's all sorts of politically correct 
restrictions that exist on the police in Chicago. Um, you know, all these forms that forms that they have to fill out when they talk to people. Uh, you know, there's a reason why the arrest rate in Chicago for murders is like 20 percent. Nationwide, it's like 64 uh, percent. And and that's on average. If you're talking about gang murders, they're much more difficult cases to solve, and so the the arrest rate is lower for those. And then you have somebody like uh, your district attorney, Kim Fox, who, as you say, I mean, it's outrageous case. It's on high-definition video. Uh, they have police that witnessed some of it uh, that was occurring. You have one person killed and three people wounded, as I understand it. And yet the initial statements out of the district attorney's uh, office was, well, uh, we're not going to arrest them uh, because or we're not going to uh, charge them because it was mutual combat. And, uh, you know, they later seemed to walk that back and claiming that somehow they just simply didn't have enough evidence. And, of course, uh, even Lori Lightfoot, uh, your mayor there, uh, who is a former prosecutor, I guess herself, was stunned. I mean, how much more evidence do you need to have in a case? Uh, in order to um, uh, charge people. Um, and, you know, so not only do you have a very low arrest rate, particularly low arrest rate for gang murders, but the, a lot of them aren't even going to face charges even when they are arrested. Yeah. So is it surprising that you have a lot more murders, that you have a lot more shootings that occur in, in Chicago? No, and here's the other thing. It's not it, to me. Kim Fox is the greatest adversary um, to justice. She is the greatest friend to injustice. She is acting as a lobbyist for gangbangers and drug dealers and perpetrators of all crimes. But now this is our reality. So now justice is politicized. Now um, prosecution and defending innocent people is politicized. Do you think that it will happen that way in Wisconsin? Where thank God this kid is in Wisconsin, because if he were in Illinois, again he'd already be tucked away. He'd be doing life. There would be no such thing as even uh, a, a video in the trial, and it would have been a Kabuki theater court system. Well, but do we stand a chance of him getting exonerated? Well, I mean, I in any normal world, I would be virtually certain they would. I mean, there's always some randomness when you're dealing with juries, but. I have to tell you, uh, I was watching the uh, the proceedings today. I don't know if you watched yeah. it today, but Tried. this prosecutor was just outrageous. I mean, I've never, I mean, the notion that a prosecutor would go after someone because they didn't talk to the press immediately after uh, an incident occurred and somehow trying to imply that that implied guilt on his part, I mean, Rarely, very rarely, do defendants testify in uh, criminal cases for themselves. I mean, it's unusual that he's doing that. But one of the bedrock principles of constitutional law in the United States is that your silence does not imply guilt. In fact, the thing is, any lawyer worth tells his you salt yeah. will tell you not to say anything. The only and, times and, I got that advice. Uh, yeah. And so... Uh, um, you know, the judge uh, uh, really took the prosecutor to task. I mean, it's just outrageous, his statements that were being made there. But that's not the only thing he did today. 
there were pre-trial uh, uh, rulings that the judge had made about what type of evidence could be brought in, and the guy just ignored them today during the thing. To me, it smacks of, uh, of, a, of a prosecutor who's desperate, that's just willing to do anything he can uh, to possibly win the case. But what may happen uh, is that uh, the judge will rule, and I wasn't able to watch the very the final end of the case today, but the judge may be forced to declare a mistrial with prejudice, which basically just ends it. And normally when you mistrial, you have a retrial that occurs. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. But if it but if it occurs with uh, prejudice here, then, you know, game's over. Uh, there won't be another trial. And and I wonder whether the prosecutor feels that he's just so likely to lose this case that uh, he would be happy with the mistrial because it gives him another shot at it. This guy is apparently running to be the district attorney uh, in the area rather than an assistant prosecutor. And... Uh, uh, you know, it's just another example of politics really corrupting uh, the process here. There is an innuendo out there and, uh, on other shows of the morning show on this station and other areas where I'm listening to the, um, the Marxist mafia, the Democrats, as they like to be called, intimidate and threaten with innuendo that this better go their way or there will be more burning. What should the reaction well, be? In the, in the event that happens, because to me, now it's time to crush them. But I'm, I'm old school. What do you think? Well, I mean, unfortunately, that's the same thing that happened in the uh, trial of the police officer, uh, uh, Chauvin, in Minneapolis. Uh, you had uh, Maxine Waters, a congresswoman, go into Minne- yeah, Minneapolis one. and make the threat that there was going to be real violence that was going to occur. You had others that were making the threat. Uh, it appears that jurors knew about those threats that were being made there. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I assume all this is going to be brought up in the appeal uh, that's there. Uh, the judge didn't sequester the jurors in that case, which is outrageous given uh, what was going on around there. I mean, given all the destruction and all the violence that had occurred there, uh, you know, that creates real pressure on the jurors to go and find uh, the officer guilty in that case. There's one important point I want to make for something that you said earlier, and that is you were talking about, you know, the equity-type justification for mm-hmm. Kim Fox uh, going easy on these uh, uh, gang members. The thing is, who are the victims of these crimes? The victims of the crimes are overwhelmingly black. So you may say this black murderer uh, this black gang member who's harming other people, I feel sorry for him. But the people he's harming are overwhelmingly blacks. O- over 90%, something like about 94% of, of uh, black blacks are killed by other blacks. And so, yeah. you know... Well, maybe if we get that number up to 100, they'll start to re- recognize they're being played for useful idiots and they're being victimized by policies that they... In- ironically, have voted for? Well, I mean, where are the crimes occurring? They're occurring in heavily black areas. The businesses that are being destroyed, some of them are owned by blacks. Who do you think is employed in those businesses? It's overwhelmingly blacks. Whose shops 
in those stores, overwhelmingly blacks. Who owns homes in those areas? Overwhelmingly blacks. What do you think happens to their property values when you have that type of crime that's occurring? It goes down. Nice thing about Chicago, John, is they're going to continue to vote Democrat. Doesn't matter what happens. You don't be mad at me. I'm going to break. She's yelling in my ear. You know how much I appreciate having you on. Next time, we'll talk about the Venezuelan inflation, because I love when you talk economies. John Lott, president of Crime Prevention Research Center. Thank you so much for joining me, John. Thank you. We'll be back. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. Remember the kids game Telephone? The teacher would whisper in the first kid's ear, I have a purple giraffe named Lucy. And then each kid would whisper that to the next kid to see if the message could make it to the end. At the end, little Johnny would of course yell out, My paper airplane is storming your Barbie castle. It's Ryan. And the point I'm trying to make is, sometimes, middlemen can create problems. At United Faith Mortgage, an important thing about us is that we have a direct lender advantage. We are an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. For you, this often allows us to get your loan done faster. And because we lend with our company's money, we can often get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money. United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. Analyst number 1330. Ryan Vrecka, Analyst number 65233. For all licensing information, go to org. So I'm going to take all of your calls. We're still going to be streaming the next hour, so call in. Lines are open. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about how I'm going to clean up Studio Xanadu because Dan Proft doesn't clean up after himself. It's terrible. I have to do all the cleaning, and sometimes it's a little musty. But I have ordered the Eden Pure Thunderstorm, and I used my own discount to get $10 off the lowest price. There's a reason They've sold over 120,000 air purifiers and are counting every day. And it turns out my listeners are buying this, and I'm excited about it because this is a product that works, the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. When you open it up, you're going to say, how could this little thing clean my house? When you come back in six hours, you'll say, is this my house? Other air purifiers can cost up to $600. You can get several thunderstorms for that price. With discount code SEAN, you will save an additional $10. And get free shipping. Don't forget the free shipping. Here's the important part. You go to EdenPureDeals.com, put in the discount code Sean, spelled the right way. Not the old way that says seen, the right way, S-H-A-U-N, and you save $10 off the lowest sale price. Order today before these deals are gone. This is a temporary deal. Make sure to go to EdenPureDeals.com, put in my discount code to get this incredible offer. We'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I have to tell you, I love when we're uh, streaming. I do. I love the commercials. Don't get me wrong, but when we, you know we're streaming for a good reason, I love it. You know, and then I hear the tubas as we 
transition over to the subsidized students who run around in tights chasing balls and everybody's uh, rooting for strangers. But every time I hear a tuba, I think of that fat bastard governor of ours, J.B. Pritzker, don't you? Something about a tuba. You just think of a fat guy chafing without a neck. That's just me. But that does not fit our next guest. Judd Dunning is not only the author of a book, 13 and a Half Reasons Why Not to Be a Marxist. He calls them liberals, but we know what they are. They're Marxists. I want him to change the title. I'm not sure if he's up to that, but we're always going to do another book after that. Uh, he also is the host of both The Unpo- Unapologetic with Judd Dunning and Bullet Point Nation with Fox's Michael Lotus. He's been on before. He's a friend of mine. He's a handsome son of a gun. Judd, how are you? Judd, how are you? John, what a great place back on your show, man. I made, I made the mark. I That's made the mark. Johnny Carson has beckoned me to come back from the curtain. <laughs> come on. You know I love to have you on because I love the, the approach you take. I also love the fact that you are living in a totalitarian state like the rest of the people in Chicago, Illinois, like I was for so many years. And you get it because it directly, directly um, is a toll on us. And we are pushing. And sometimes when you are oppressed, you make the best enemy of the oppressor. And that's what I love about you. So when we have these topics of fascism and force and all kinds of restrictions, I like to talk to somebody from California who knows better than a Californian that the rules are for us, as your guy who thinks he's Don Draper likes to prance around and his kids don't follow the rules. He doesn't follow the rules. Neither does anyone he's related to. Are you having a good time being a slave? (laughs) <laughs> Listen, there's a tunnel between the repression of Chicago and L.A. and the air. We're, we're breathing the same air from that tunnel. <laughs> it's exactly, what's going exactly on over right. there. When we look at our governor, we look at yours, and we're like, yeah, well, it's, it ain't so bad. <laughs> yeah, at least yours can put a tie on without an assistant. <laughs> exactly. And your mayors are, you know, Garcetti to your mayor is just crazy in Chicago. So, you know, it's interesting. We're living in a parallel universe where, you know, if you look at the, at, the, at the state of America, you look at a county level, it was sheet red because a lot of Americans, a lot of liberal Democrats, a lot of classical Democrats and a lot of uh, conservative Republicans have moderate center of the road views. And then we have these cosmopolitan hubs which run their own empire, their kingdom. And that's where I opened up in my new article, Biden's Mandate Media, is basically we have these people like our new summer Biden that are now re- reverting to more like we're subjects than citizens. I said from the Magna Carta, the 1648 Westphalia Treaty to today, that divine wisdom is being thrown out the window because we're not we're not we're looking for it to support our ideology rather than our constituency, and that's a major issue right now in our states when it comes to individual freedom, particularly with the use of the vaccine mandate. You know, it is so shocking to me that we are at this point in the year 2021. This is literally 20th century, early 20th century fascism that's being imposed on American people as fascism was really something that happened around the world, but never here in America. And we are experiencing it at a level of mobocracy and intimidation and threats and this two-tier society that you got to be freaking kidding me, man. I can't believe this is going on. And you know what else sickens me? I admired that free spirit of those Californians that I read about, that I would go. And, you know, it was really, the funny thing is, the anti-vax movement was born in California. You were the hippies. I'm not putting that in my body. I'll never forget it. It was, who's the uh, girl from Three is Company? She was all organic. Suzanne Chrissy. Chrissy, yeah, Suzanne Summers. And then you had uh, Jenny McCarthy. 
uh, from Chicago that moved to L.A. She wasn't going to vaccinate her kids. All of this, and it had all of these Hollywood celebrities. They were all against it. These are the same stupid plastic son of a bitches that are forcing me to inject it in my kid, let alone me. That's just a given. And I say, are you out of your mind? I, I That just tells me that we are in a place in this country we didn't ever imagine we could be in. So, Sean, you know, my show has only been up a few months in Los Angeles. I apologize for Judd Dunning Hour. So I just want to ask you a question because I'm not FCC savvy. So Son of Bitches is okay. We're streaming I right like now. that. Son of a I'm bitches bastard. You call him whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, I, Mark Levin is blushing right now because yes. your <laughs> homage to this dialogue about cultural Marxism. Look, I have good friends that are that are liberals that are turned off. There's a 50% disapproval rate that's happening in our country because you know, we know that at the end of the day, everyone's goal is to take care of the middle class and to really pay attention and care. And it feels like we're not caring for our military or for the people that we left behind. It feels like that when we are looking at 11% of the infrastructure bill going to where it's actually intended, according to President Trump and no, CD, no CDC, uh, C, uh, CDO reporting, right, no 72-hour waiting period that happened on that bill. We're never going to know. It's maybe a $2.5 trillion bill. It, people are worried, and people are not approving, because we're not seeing something dynamic happening. We're seeing more polarity, and the fight is going on. And I love this point that you made. It's like, where are the 60s rebels from the liberal, liberals as far when it comes to freedom right now? Why are they not raising up? And I think the reason they're not raising up is because the media and the big tech that supports the dialogue isn't supporting the same level of freedom to our good Democrat friends as well. So I think they're lost in that cycle. I watch their news. I look at the information that they're trying to rely on. There's a lot of information coming out about negatives about you know, vaccine risk, particularly for our children. I think that's really polarized and, and mobilized a lot of people. Funny enough, there's a huge black market for alternative medicine that's happening in California, like Russia. There's a massive amount of people trying to find ways where their doctors will lose their license or lose their insurance if they do anything off the party line. Matter of fact, my doctor said, if I go off the party line, I'll be executed. That's those, those words. So, you know, I found another doctor. Judd, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm an old fan. Of, uh, I'm a fan of old talk shows from the 50s and from the 60s. And I will never forget one that took place. Milton Friedman and I believe Rothbard um, were on, and they were discussing how the AMA was a corrupt cartel that was extorting doctors that was working in at that time for very specific uh, special interest big pharma groups and uh, that they were overtaking the old-fashioned medical treatment that this country thrived under the old kind of doctors where people realized uh, life is finite and you're going to die we're just going to make you feel good until you do and uh, we have bought into this real utopian statism where they feel that if the government provides it, it's going to be blissful. And um, I'm sickened by it. I really am sickened by it because we've lost the ability to articulate property over our own lives. And I've got a bunch of fat ass Marxists calling themselves liberals that are taking away my property rights over me. And my family. And it is something I am not taking well. And I am reminded of when you and I, you asked me graciously to be part of a, of a conversation. It was about a year ago. Remember when uh, we were doing the uh, YouTube? I wasn't a YouTuber or a Skype thing, and, and, and your friend was on. Yeah, was, Bullet Point Nation with Michael Loftus and I. And your friend was a wonderful guy. He was an Internet guy. 
and I had called him a Marxist. And do you remember how upset he got at it? And at that time, he was just trying to force people into wearing masks. And I'm wondering if when he shaves in the morning, if he looks in the mirror and says, boy, oh boy, that loud mouth from Chicago smoking a cigar, handsome devil that he is. He was 100% right when he called me a Marxist. I wonder if they get it, that they in fact are, are the new the new cabal of communists that are forcing people to bend knee to their whim. You know what's missing? I, I had to, you know, I'll tell you an interesting story about this evolution you're talking about, where people are, you know, what is the new and old normal? And, uh, you know, I had an article I submitted to Newsmax, and God bless these guys who work with them, I'm a big fan, but they said, hey, we have OSHA rules, we're trying to let people not be vaccinated, we're walking this fine line legally, you know, we can't run your article that says don't comply. You know, as in the words of uh, Rand Paul, you know, don't comply. We can continue to rise and say we can't run that. So I had to run it again. So I thought, and you'll appreciate this, the good capitalist that you are. I said, well, let me go to my second most important point. If they want to repress, if they want the right to repress uh, in a, uh, you know, a communistic or socialistic, more governmental control way to our, our individual liberties, individual choice, and the safety and sanctity of our body, then let's bring back liability. I said, that's fine. What? I said that if there's going to be a booster forward, let's end warp speeds, uh, protection of, of pharmacy companies. So at this point, now put your money on the, on the table, politician, put your money on the table, uh, big pharma, and say, okay, there will be, if there's any complications for it, we take full responsibility on a civil and a legal, uh, a legal level. Because what would that do? What they did is they killed the free market's ability to you know, execute and remove anything that's not working. And they also rendered all of our politicians... Uh, harmless for them expanding the power and, uh, and, and really threatening our, our Constitution. And that is why we saw this stay on the mandates that happened over the weekend, because there is ground that's there. So if we return liability, somebody just comes out. And as far as goes Newsom, Newsom over the weekend, they said he's got, you know, the, the, the bar syndrome that comes from this. So my wife's ex-husband got it, and they're talking like this, and they couldn't talk, thought they had a heart attack or a stroke. Wow. He gets this. And what happens, what happens on a vax injury, because it's been documented for multiple people that Newsom had problems, is because he's all gung-ho on it, he's, you know, just layering it in. What happens is he comes out with this new article last night, 10 o'clock at night, winter is coming. And Gavin Newsom, instead of saying, hey, I got injured here, maybe we should roll back and protect our populace, he comes out and he says that COVID is going to be worse in the fall. We have to keep an eye on there. And he, he just played down this party line. So whatever powers control people in our state, they're stronger than the power that is committed to individual liberty. I'm watching. I, I, I went to Florida last year. After you and I talked in November, I made the decision. I have a business down here. I made the decision to become a resident, and I live down here. And I go back to Chicago for a week, a month, or whatever it is. Um, to see the difference from going back and forth, Florida did nothing not a business shut its door. Not a mandate happened. Not a mask. You wanted to wear a mask, we knew who was from uh, the East Coast. We knew who was visiting from California. We knew who was visiting from, from Chicago. Those fascistic people who do, insist on calling themselves liberal. And when they would try to ruin it, Floridians would say, we obviously know you're from one of these Democrat sewers. This is Florida. We do what we want down here. And it turns out our numbers... Are, are, they don't ever talk about it anymore. We are the best state now. They have uh, monoclomatic or monoclo uh, uh, treatment. Antibodies. Antibodies. And, uh, DeSantis was on the forefront of it. 
they made ivermectin, they made hydroxychloroquine, they made it available, and they, you could get it at a Walgreens on a corner. They have the oldest population. Why isn't anyone talking about what actually works is what this guy did in one state. And, you know, you got Newsom who's walking around now with Bell's palsy or God knows what the hell he's got. And he's insisting you put this in your kids. I mean, at a certain point, doesn't common sense say, obviously, this thing you're referring to as a vaccine, not only is it not a vaccine, it's an experiment, but it turns out that it could be hurting people. Why are you hiding the fact? Yeah, why why are they hiding the fact? Yeah, it's a very interesting situation. Uh, look, the therapeutics of uh, there's a guy Martin Macari came on our show. He's one of the top ten people that are regarded uh, by the FDI as the most FDA is a most influential doctor. Really, really moderate guy. And he came out. and He said, "You know what works?" He said, "You know, one vaccination, no boosters." He goes for those that are at risk. He said, "Kids." He said, nothing for kids. He said, we don't need it. He said, Mala Piavaranar, <laughs> I slandered that one, and Flo-Oxygen, they, uh, he's like, look, we've got 91% and 0% uh, breakout cases. And here, it's interesting what happened here is like the big lie. What's the big lie in America now? The big lie now is that vaccines absolutely work because uh, the vaccine breakouts have actually been proven. They're like, oh, no, they're, they're going to do less, less effects on people, less effects. We'll prove that. That's a very difficult thing to prove. My friend went to a fish concert here in Los Angeles. They called it a super spreader event. She went with nine, unvac- nine vaccinated people, and she is now very sick, and everyone else is sick. So there's a little microcosm, a real test. Ten people went to the concert. Ten people are very sick. They actually got COVID, which is a gain-of-function issue, which what they're saying is, right, we have to hit it with a – a cell break because the, the way the gain of function actually affects the cell, you have to kind of break it. You have to break down the cell wall. You have to allow the zinc to get in. You have to allow the D and all the other things to get in. And then what they're using is the Medrol pack to calm it on the lungs. It's very aggressive on the lungs, so there's not scarring, which is actually happening. So if you get this thing, you have to throw the kitchen sink at it. So think about this: when AZT, I did a documentary in 1995. Guy was dying of AIDS, uh, and a beautiful film went to. Um, Went to AFI. This is back in my film days. Went to Where can a I get it? I want to watch festivals. it. Uh, yeah, gosh, I think I'm on VHS at this point, buddy. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll put it. I'll post it up there for. You. I got a filmmaker in the room. Upload we'll that son of a gun on YouTube for yeah, God's sakes. I, I will. I will. The guy he stalked Lana Turner for 60 years, and he ended up getting her as his wife. It was a stalking film, but it was Ted Turner gave us all these movies about Lana Turner, and he, he got her, and, and he he had taken AZT when AIDS was killing her. It was the 90s. I helped this guy die. I was with him throughout the whole process. I was there very uh-huh. I didn't even know him, but I just took him under my wing, and I showed up as a conservative. I took care of this guy, right, and I helped his family. And, uh, but then, you know, the cocktail came out, and the cocktail came out, and suddenly everybody was living. So the theory on the street in America for thinking people is the cocktail's here. So why do we need vaccines that have risks? And it's that simple. Americans just want a choice. We shouldn't yeah. be mandating it in, throughout the process. There, there are therapeutics that work. People are fully recovering government go home as my dad said if you can hear if, if you can hear about what government's doing they're out of balance because if they should be working quietly in the background and let me live my life and i think that's the rational thing that you and i are seeing hijacked by the six percent of hard progressives who are using it for an agenda and it's alienating and it's infuriating and i think it's unconstitutional when i you and i did that talk i had COVID. I was doing the talk with COVID. I was sick as a dog. I never missed the show. 
And every morning I would feel, you know, like garbage because you do. You, you feel like garbage. And I would take a shower and I would say to myself, survival rate 99.5. That is something that never is said. 99. I mean, first of all, Judd, if it was dangerous, would we have these freaking 80-year-old fossils roaming around the Capitol, ruining the damn country? I mean, if it was really a pandemic, wouldn't we wipe out these old bastards first? What the hell? Why can't you have perspective? 99.5% survive. 80% of the people who die look like they work out with Pritzker. They're fat. It's just a fact, Jack. I'm so tired of going down to the level of the morons, going down to the level of the drug addict, of the criminal, of the unhealthy scum. I'm tired of it. I want to go back to America that rewards the achievers and penalizes the non-achievers. I'm so sick of this utopia of everything will balance out if I just sacrifice everything. I'm not going to sacrifice my body. You're not coming near me with that needle. And if you are, come strong. Why are they excluded, though? That's the really upsetting. This is rules for me and not for me. You know, there's a problem in the left and the right. It's a general problem with all, all of America. And that is, is that the ruling class is not subject to litigation to the same standard as the people, right? I mean, that's been going on for quite some time. Oh, and what we saw behind this is this weaponized DOJ. So there's a weaponized DOJ, which we all know. There's oh. definitely politicization. It came to the public, left or right. You can't deny it came to the public. We saw the strike page text. There's definitely politicization in the body of the DOJ, right? So why would why would the politics not run into pharmacies that are the number one, the largest pharmaceuticals, that are the largest proponent, the largest proponent in America for advertising? They're like the biggest advertisers that we have. They pour what a scam. These are the same. Else. These are the same jerks. The same scum that told us OxyContin was okay. These are the same rats that have a system of corruption where we don't even know what the hell Medicaid and Medicare, how much they're getting robbed every year by these idiots. But I'll tell you this. There's a house in Marco Island. You know, I sell real estate in, from, from in, in South Florida on both coasts. House in Marco Island. The house is going for, you know, I, I said no one's going to buy the house. This is before the boom. Four and a half million dollars. All of a sudden, the next day, I see this guy out there. He's maybe my age. He's got the kids. Here's the Bentley in the garage. I said, what the hell does this guy do? So we start talking to him. He's a pharmaceutical salesman. Just a freaking salesman. The money these corrupt bastards are making is unbelievable. It is a system of corruption because it is a monopoly. And these rats that have told us that things like Oxycontin were going to be okay, they started when they were donating or they were prescribing quaaludes, paying doctors to prescribe quaaludes to women whose husbands were cheating on them, and they told them they were depressed, they needed a quaalude. This is a scam that's been going on for 70 years. I'm sick and tired of not identifying it, and I'm sick of and tired of having to defend my choice with the idea that the country's founded on my choice. I'm tired of it. So I suggest you come down to Florida, where I think I have uh, successfully turned this guy into a hardcore Republican who hates himself. Either that or I'm going to hit on his wife until I break him. What do you think? <laughs> Take the high road. Take the high road. <laughs> That's, that basically, there's a great movie um, with uh, Eddie Murphy and Steve Martin. And uh, he's like, uh, what do you call it? The Dianetics, right? And he's running around. He's always saying, he's like, keep it together, keep it together, keep it together. Uh, and I, I would have to say for conservatives, with such nefarious tomfoolery going around and stupidity, 
Well, I'm doing that, but I'm saying take the high road, take the high road, take the high road, because we're human, and we really want to lash out against this level of stupidity. But we have to rail against the machine. We have to continue to talk into the echo chamber, because you know what? Once in a while, somebody, some amoeba bumps into us, and then when they meld in, they come out a normal human being with the adults in the room. I mean, there's yeah. too much craziness going on. Yeah. And you're doing a great job leading the charge, Captain. Oh, well, I appreciate it. You know, Judge, you're one of my favorites. I appreciate you coming on. And uh, tell the people where they can go to watch your stuff. And then upload the damn documentary. I'm dying to see it now. See, you can't tell me and then not have it available for me. I will. I was a younger man, and uh, I will definitely upload that. Uh, if you want to come see us, uh, you know, we have the uh, great privilege at work, KABC, KABC.com. Friday nights, midnight live. We do the unapologetic show here in Los Angeles. And you can get to us easiest through juddunning.com with three Ds. That's juddunning.com or on Twitter at juddunning. Thanks, Sean. I'm proud to have you come on. Thank you again. I appreciate it. God bless you, Bill. Talk to you soon. Bye. 312-642-5600. If you're not occupied listening to Men in Tights, Chase Balls, and I don't even know how you, why you, all right, I guess you listen to it. I don't know. What the hell do I know? It's not something I'd watch if it was on TV, let alone listen to it when it is not. Now, I wanted to get to this. During the terrestrial show. And I may get to it tomorrow. But there is something that we've been talking about that I don't think you can ever deny anymore. The agenda of the eco-Nazi is not to help anyone. It is to control everyone. They have schemes and frauds that the government now, thanks to Adam Kinzinger and a dozen other Republican traitors and backstabbing corrupt scum. They will now finance with an infrastructure bill in the beginning. Behind it, the reconciliation bill. It is the eco-Nazi green movement of the Fourth Reich. That's the official title as far as I'm concerned. Europe is where you go to to see what's the, what the plan is. I told many people a story of when I was still trading at the Mercantile Exchange and there was going to be a carbon tax exchange in Chicago. The people who started it were, ironically, Hank Paulson, a Republican scum. And yes, the same Hank Paulson, who looks like a taller Jan Schakowsky. Hank Paulson, George Bush's Hank Paulson, and Al Gore. You remember Al Gore, who likes to get his chakra rubbed. Al Gore and his chakra, Hank Paulson, and his corruption were going to start a climate exchange. It was going to be a scam exchange that was set up based on location. Chicago was going to be the center, and then the two wings of the condor were going to be New York and California, and they had it all worked out, how people would have to buy credits to live. They were going to start with companies, Companies to manufacture, companies to transport, all kinds of things that would cripple. Just another way to steal money from the private sector in the name of the utopia that no communist, Marxist, socialist ever gets to. Well, right now in Europe, I want you to have an idea of what's going on. And I'm gonna, if you're listening to this, you're probably going to hear it again tomorrow because this is important and this should be played over and over again, but you will not hear it on the Pravda propagandists selling the Marxist ideology we call a media. 
Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for this press conference. My name is Julia Arana. I'm from South America, from Comunicarse, Chile. Yeah, let's let's take advice from this country that had gone into a socialist hellhole until the Chicago 8 introduced capitalism and pulled it out of Cuba status, the level of the quality of the citizen's life in Cuba, or now as we see the socialist utopia of Venezuela. Now, Chile didn't like that, so they're going back to socialism. And now this dimwit wants to know how much longer until America's crippled. I have two questions. The first one is, uh, can you give me more details about uh, this proposed bill about a carbon tax, $20 carbon tax uh, you may propose? Uh, what uh, I need some more details uh, on how optimistic you are to prove this uh, proposed bill. And the second question is, we were uh, expecting to hear in former President Obama some mention about a $100 billion goal uh, for finance, uh, we didn't hurt. We also didn't hurt in a hundred billion of taxpayer dollars to the eco Nazis worldwide. You think I'm kidding you when I call it a Fourth Reich? Oh, it's Gitchy. It is the truth. This is the Fourth Reich that the original members of the Third Reich envisioned worldwide collectivism. Worldwide taxation, worldwide abuse. It's disgusting. Uh, actual President Biden, um, can you uh, tell us what are you doing to push forward to uh, um, complete this goal? Thank you very much. I think I'll ask Mr. Blumenauer to address the, the first oh, part so that Blumen. I can address the, the um, climate financing. Uh, in the short term, it's going to be very difficult to have a carbon fee or carbon tax in the United States. It should be impossible, you fascist scum, you Fourth Reich fraud. How in the... F I can swear, but I don't want to say that one. That one's bad. You can't go back after saying that one. Don't develop bad habits. Misty's yelling in my ear. You fascist pig. By the way, for you people that are listening during the normal terrestrial show, every time I say pig, I mean the bad one. Just a little side note. So this fascist pig says it's going to be difficult to get a carbon tax. But don't you worry. They're working on it because their agenda has nothing to do with the, with the planet. They have corrupted our judicial system to tax people on carbon, CO2, which we're all made from. We're all guilty because it's the life itself that they want you to pay for. Because the problem with the earth isn't anything to do with so-called greenhouse gases. Problem with the earth is humanity. And that's what these scum, these fascist pig, these pseudo-intellectual Marxist bastards want to control, limit, and really delegate. All right, we got a caller. Krista on the south side. Yes. Hi, Krista. Yes. Um, how are you this evening? Splendid. Good. Okay. I have... Uh a comment regarding a tip. It's a hot tip on Biden this morning. By the way, can I say uh, something to you? I want I want yeah. my wife to have your voice. You know why? It's impossible to mm -hmm. argue with someone with this voice. It is the cutest voice ever. I love it to death. I have you pictured like a little cartoon. You look you're probably beautiful. I love the voice. So I don't even really care what you said. I'm mesmerized by your voice. So go ahead. Well, I'm so 
happy I could make you feel better. Oh, I love I really this. am. Very sexy. All right, go I'm ahead. Very, go ahead. Even I'm though we're streaming, we don't want to get crazy now. My wife's got a great lawyer. Go ahead. Okay. I'm very Sicilian, black Sicilian, and I'm very black Irish, and I have a bad temper. And I've been watching Biden this whole time. He's, are you there? I'm here. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm He's titillated. He's threatening to turn or to shut down Michigan's pipeline, the oil pipeline, and to fire over 400 people. A threat. It's not a, like a, I'm gonna, whatever. It's a way to get what he wants from the Senate. Yeah. Pelosi and him are so conniving. And you know what? Hoppe and his team, needs, they need to wake up. I agree. I will tell you this, too. There's another thing he knows, another benefit. Once these 400 people are jobless and they now are in need of government sustenance, yeah. He now has a loyal army. This is what LBJ proved. All you need to do is get people dependent on government, and they will always support more government. So it, it it's, a, it's a two-prong attack, and it's a formula that wins for the, for the collectivist who wants that top-down life in America. And, you know, the question really is, is there anybody that can deny yeah. the real goal of the American Marxist scum calling himself a democrat is to have a government controlled society where they no longer are answering to the people the people are dependent on them i don't think there's a person out there that could deny that but i want to thank you for calling and thank you for the information and i love the voice the rest of it was just foreplay thank you very much miles 294 hey sean hi you know it's hard to go to, to to your voice from the Sicilian girl with the bad temper and the sweet voice. That's like the triple Lindy. But go ahead. Yeah, but you don't know exactly what she looks like, so maybe a false front <laughs> on you. But, uh, you know, the other week I was trying to see how Biden would react to the jobs numbers, and I stumbled across a White House uh, proclamation about their B3 program mm-hmm. for foreign aid and how they're going to fund these projects all over the world to undermine China and take away the corruption that's endemic in, uh, you know, third world country development. So it's just like the corruption that's in the first world. Go ahead. Yeah, but just like any crook, they always accuse you of what they're thinking about doing. Exactly. So Biden will have a slush fund with foreign policy that will, I think we're talking about a trillion dollars over 10 years. So he'll have a slush fund for all of his friends that will uh, dwarf some of this green stuff they're going to jam down our throats. You know what I'm sick about? When's the last time you saw a Republican with the will, whether it be political or just philosophical, to rip out a program that was started like this? You know, all this green stuff, Nancy Pelosi reminded people the other day, they passed similar agenda under under uh, Biden. I mean, uh, Obama, excuse me. They passed the similar agenda. This already passed just six years ago, five years ago. And they fund, they sold another $300 billion. This is after Solyndra. They did another one at the, at the end of his last term. It just yeah, never but, stops, Miles. It never freaking stops. But Eisenhower warned about the military-industrial complex. And all they did was bring in the social services and the environmentalists into that. The military-industrial complex just grew for 
you know, mental health and now you've got the eco industrial like complex. Yeah. Right? They just keep and adding to this shit. It, it's so deeply eroded. Yeah. I don't know if you can block it out. I don't All know right, if it can be blocked out. It's so deeply entwined in our spines. Here's the good news. We're old. I mean, what have we got? Thirty years yeah. of this shit. You know, and then we'll be yeah, walking around like Biden with meds. diapers on. I'll be looking for my nurse, yelling Dr. Jill. I don't know what the hell it's going to be like when I'm old. Thank you, Miles, for calling. You're I appreciate it. I mean, geez. What do you think the, the carbon tax will be in 20 years? They don't even know. How are you going to tax us? What's going to be the formula? Ah, uh, we'll figure it out later. But you're going to love it in the meantime. So when, you're, when I'm saying this, people go, oh, you get me so aggravated. You have such anger and aggression in your voice. Because who put us here were the scum Republicans that didn't like a person and couldn't figure out a principle. The reason you're here isn't the Saul Alinsky's. It isn't the Barack Obama voter and supporter. They're always going to be so self-loathing and so covetous. They just want government to be their savior. Those people are among us. This was brought to you. By never-Trumper Republican scum and corporatist frauds. And let's not forget the dizzy libertarians. Oh, it's going to be fine. He's just a normal Democrat like that moron Tom told me. I, I, I'll never forget that. He, just, he actually, and I'm talking about the, I don't even know where the hell he's from, Tom, whatever his name is. He, he, uh, he said, don't, Biden's an old-time Democrat. It'll be great, like Clinton. Let me ask you something, stupids. Is this like Clinton? We continue to have that on the table. We're looking at other areas. For example, a carbon border adjustment, what which is gaining is more uh, attention and momentum. We've had... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's, uh, a carbon... Let's write this down. Carbon border hmm, adjustment. Ooh, I could just intuit. Because I speak mafia Democrat fraud liar. This means, depending on where your border is, America will print up more of that funny shit that used to be money. They'll print it up and they'll give it to you. Granted, they want to control you as long as you support their totalitarian control of society. So that one world government everyone talks about, you were afraid of what, Davos and Europe? No, no, no. It'll be the American Marxist, the Fourth Reich. And this time the Fuhrer lives in Washington. Conversations with our friends in the European Union who are moving forward. There are alternate ways to be able to do that. In the short term, because of the dynamic we're facing in the Senate, that's not going to happen. In the long term, it will. And there are these other mechanisms, like the uh, carbon border adjustment, that we can proceed with. And on the uh, international climate financing, President Biden and... Wait, we got an international... We got international climate financing? What the hell is that? International climate financing? Who do you think backs that? Who underwrites that? How are those loans cut? Are they in euros or are they in dollars? Does it matter? I mean, the IMF Bank is just a funnel of corruption. Announced in uh, the U.S. International Climate Finance Plan during the Leader Summit in April. Uh the Leader Summit, where a bunch of people who got their positions because they were able to lie to enough morons walking around with a 45 IQ to get into office. Leader? How many of these I idiots ever had a freaking job? Leader. Who's, you know, they, cons <laughs> they consider Pete Buttigieg. Oh, he's a leader. Leader. You couldn't last a month in my life, kid.
You never had a job in your life. The only thing your hands are used for, uh, we have to ask your husband. Uh, this includes the administration's intent to double by 2024 the annual public climate finance to developing countries. Wait, wait, there's a lot of new frickin' terms. Annual public climate finance. Oh, boy. It's got four names. That, that, that's going to be real frickin' expensive. It's relative uh, to the average level during the second half of the Obama-Biden administration. So th- what we'd like to do, have U.S. agencies working with development partners, prioritizing climate in public investment. Now I know why that Chinese communist scum is at the Treasury. See, now it all makes sense why you're putting communists, communists who've written about Marx and what a great philosophy it was. Maybe it also explains why the greatest lunch date in Washington, D.C., also known as the vice president, Kamala Harris, and her father was a Marxist economist. Maybe it's all starting to make sense. Here, I thought she got there just because of sweet Willie Brown. You don't want to know how he got the nickname. Gives a whole new definition to the word dictate. Enhanced technical assistance and long-term capacity aligned support with country needs and priorities and boost investments in adaptation and resilience. The U.S. Agency for International Development, USAID, will release a new climate change strategy. Uh, they were, That's imminent here at the... Co- you know what I keep thinking about? Remember when Trump, during the campaign... Pretend that he, you know, he, he, if, if Joe Biden got in, you'd have to say, Nancy, how's the wind blowing? I want to watch TV tonight. He was 100% right. That's the future. Thanks to scum, voter fraud, and complacency of Republicans. That's why what's going to change it is the opposite of that. And that's why, in my opinion, you change it. You come here. Because every day, DeSantis and other good governors are putting up legal challenges to this feeble fascist pig. The dementia is, by the way, the, the, I didn't even play half of this guy. Just listen. Yeah, uh-huh. Anyway. But lo- a freaking president? This stupid diaper-wearing son of a bitch is an embarrassment. Thank God I'm not related. I, would, I, I never had such a corrupt piece of garbage like this even related to me, let alone a feeble fraud. And uh, U.S. the U.S. International Development Finance Corporation will update its development strategy to not only include climate for the first time, but also make investments in climate mitigation and adaptation a top priority. What what you're seeing here is it's like it's like a machine gun of communist speak of Marxist speak. That, 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 that. Just associations, boards, climate exchanges, border patrol. I mean, what the f- You idiots are so smart. Why can't you stop the rise of coffee prices, you scum? Building back after the previous administration had taken us out of the Paris Climate Agreement, but also took... You know, the next whoever runs. The, the, the first thing, all he's really got to say is whatever this diaper-wearing scumbag did, I'm going to rip out. Whatever this idiot did, I'm going to rip out, and I'm not going to come out of the White House until every single thing is ripped out. That's the only way you can save the country, in my opinion. Otherwise, 
We're going to be telling stories like Reagan warned us about. Took us out of our commitments that we made under previous administrations to support international uh, climate goals. So we are we're building back better in the Congress of, on clean energy, but we also have a responsibility to build back better when it comes to keeping our commitments to the international community, and we intend to do that. I know that that was a, a, a Third Reich phrase, build back better. i got to find the clip. Misty, write a little mental note. I want, um, in the uh, language of the Fuhrer, I would like the fatherland, I would like Adolf Hitler in German saying build back better. I know it's out there. I heard it. I'm going to have to do it. I'll look for it. You look for it. And together we'll prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that this dimwit is following the pattern of the uh, Third Reich by implementing the Fourth Reich. Last week, we, uh, we took uh, a monumental step forward as a nation. What, what? <laughs> Last week, took a giant step forward as a nation. All right there, diapers. What was uh, that step? And we did something long overdue and long talked about in Washington, uh-huh. but almost never actually done. All right. The House of Representatives passed my bipartisan infrastructure bill. I don't know what annoys me more, the fact that they actually passed this fricking scam or that he now gets to say bipartisan when the only people who voted for it were corrupt political whores like you, you scum. That's who voted for it. Along with another plans that I'm advancing, this bill is going to reduce the cost of goods to consumers, businesses, and get people back to work. See, now I would say, do you want to bet? But you're already going to pay it. Because there's not a damn thing this freaking idiot did that's going to lower anything. What's going to happen is exactly what happens every time one of these idiots is in charge. The classes split. The rich are going to be the only ones that can afford a Biden administration and the corrupt scum in on the scams. They'll afford it. But the quality of life in this country is going to be exactly what the self-loathing American voted for. It's going to suck. And that's what Joe Biden is going to bring. Helping us build an economy from the bottom up and the middle out. That everybody- Where all the controls from the top down. I can play directions with dimwits. Let's play directions with dimwits. He's better off. You know, I, I'm tired of this trickle-down economy stuff. I come from Delaware just across the line up here. And, uh, you know, we have... You were bought and owned by mobster union thugs your entire career, you freaking fraud. Your whole life is a testimony of how not to live. You're nothing. And you got the seaside mansions and the DuPont mansion and all the money in the world. But you're a scumbag. And I don't care how many commas you got in your checking account. More corporations in Delaware than every other nation in the state combined. Because it's a tax shelter. You're from, ironically, a state that was created as a tax shelter from political scum such as yourself. The irony is priceless. All right, I got Uncle Ralphie in line. No swearing. Hi, Uncle Ralphie. Yeah, Bonnie, or somebody told me that already. Um, I'm going to talk slower so I don't swear. Not much, anyway. Listen, this thing with Rittenhouse has really got me, it's really got me stuck in the throat. It's just stuck in my craw. This guy, clearly, I mean, clearly, I don't even know whether it's a trial, let alone a murder trial. I mean, it's just, it's insane. And and, and to get this thrown out so this, this, this ambulance chaser can get another shot at this kid, 
it's a travesty. Well, that's why I'm and, not. Too and you know what? I can't even listen to, to, to oh, oh, Biden. I, I just I can't stand. That's that. why I'm not His too voice, excited I, when they say Democrats. They talk for a while, and it, 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 I, I get agitated. I get agitated, and then I go back to listen to these pieces of shit. Well, that's why you've got to. Nope, do sorry. It. No, that's all right. That's all right. He could say the S word. That's fine. Um, I'll tell you another thing. That's okay. got so yeah, many, she already so, told me. So many things. That's why you got to take the Natasha Trinov, mother of all probiotics. You start taking I'm doing it, and it's, it's actually helping me. And my daughter's still getting tested on her liver, and they, she told, the doctor told her not to take it yet. All right. All anyway, right. you're doing a great job. Keep it up. And I'll tell you what, I listen to your show religiously. Oh. And half the time, I want to sit down and punch myself when I'm done. I hear that all the time. And, you know, all the reason. things that give me heartburn. All right, my You friend? remember how focused I love you. always doing a great job. Keep it up, kid. Thank you, Uncle Ralphie. But here's the thing. I know you. Right, remember how focused you'd get when you were trading and you were aggravated? That's the time you really made the money. See, I'm trying to implement yeah, that same right. system. You get yourself aggravated, you get focused. That's how we need it. I know. I appreciate I know. it, brother. I'm just getting old, you know. I went, I went past 75 now, so I'm... I'm on the downside of the hill, I think. <laughs> Come on, you'll be here forever. You're anyway, like, my yeah. friend, I love you. You're doing a great job. Right, Keep I it love up. You too, Uncle Ralph. Thank you very much, my old boss. I love that son of a gun. I really do. But um, the Rittenhouse thing, the reason I'm not celebrating a mistrial is because they'll try him again. This is politicized. Justice is politicized. I was talking, as I was talking to John Lott Jr. You, get, you, <laughs> you live in a city where the state prosecutor is protecting... The gangbanger, drug dealer, murderer, carjacker, robber. Openly protecting them. That's not politicized? It's because they're her base or she has an interest in their success. Ta-da. That's just a fact. Mutual combat should have been something that the, the federal government said, well, I don't know what the hell you're doing over there in Illinois, in Chicago specifically, but we're going to arrest everybody in office. We're going to arrest them, and the people are going to vote again, or we'll figure it out, because what you've got is corrupt. Mutual combat. Well, then why didn't Kyle Rittenhouse just say mutual combat? That's obviously mutual combat. He went there to protect the property. The scourge went there to destroy the, the property. By the act of being there, you have mutual combat. I would invoke... The Kim Fox, I believe it's technically called the peanut head defense. That's what I would call it. I mean, you got a whole, you got Kim Fox. She runs the state. She's, she's the big deal in Chicago. She said mutual combat. You let murderers go. You let drug dealers go. You let criminals out of jail. 50, 50 that you released have already murdered 50 people. 50. So that's my defense. My defense is, I promise I'll vote Democrat in perpetuity like the scum that destroyed Chicago and the scum that destroyed Illinois. There you go. Aside from that, you can just make an example out of this kid, which is the threat of the foot soldiers of the Marxist mafia. You heard him. I know you. the vast majority of you listen to Dan's show. You heard when the guy called from Blue Island or wherever the hell it was. Is it worth it to set him free? What's the innuendo? You're going to go back out and burn the cities? Oh, okay. We already know that. That's the only time the ghetto gets clean. After we got to go down there and rebuild everything when you burn it. Frickin' idiots. Idiots. In America, the year 2021. There's a book I love. It's called Return of the Primitives. Written by Ayn Rand. 
she tells you exactly what's going to happen. Because if you subscribe to collectivism, if you're dumb enough, if you're corrupt enough to put a Democrat in office, then you know this kind of force, this kind of fascism, this kind of futility. That's what follows. Because their ideology is control. Just as it was in the cave. The corrupt, the ones that can extort and intimidate, control the rest. Now the other things are, we just got to come up with excuses that fit in our suits. That's the only thing that's different is the attire. That's why I make no mistake of it. This isn't a Democrat party. This is a mafia. This is the Fourth Reich. And they're inventing ways to put you under their thumb. Now, if that aggravates you, good. It should aggravate you. If it doesn't, I mean, if you, if you want to be distracted, then go ahead. Listen to the guys in tights running around who are subsidized. Why your kids and your, your sons are paying more tuition because you've you got these guys chasing balls around that go to school for free. And they don't even have to do grades. After all, take a look at some of the press conferences that will happen after the games. Tell me if they graduated college. Sure, everything's going swimmingly. They're honor students. So maybe if you focus on the issues, you can stop and reject the lies that we're pretending is information on everything from the economy to school costs to inflation to the rest of it. Maybe if we understand the only damn thing in this country to be restrained is government itself. Build back better, you 80-year-old buffoon. You can't put your freaking shoes on, you scumbag. Should be waiting for rice pudding. Who in the frick would vote for this piece of garbage? Not just the fact that he has dementia. He's meandering around and can't say a sentence. He's been corrupt for half a century. Idiots. That's why you freaking Democrats. Stay away from me. Stay off my show. All right, I've had a great time. I'll be back in 21 hours. Bunny, cue the music. You have no music. You got one job. Music. Music commercials. All right, guys. No music. Here, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. I can cover you. I can back up. That's when Goldie Hawn didn't have any Botox. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.